This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 172, The Spiky Geographic Nature of Success, by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. What's going on, Life Optimizers? Welcome to Optimal Living Daily. I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who moved five times in the last five years. I went from Santa Monica to Anaheim to West Hollywood, Los Angeles, Venice, and then Irvine. Not very fun, but it was a good way to get rid of stuff. Every time I moved, I got rid of stuff. Anyway, I'm back today with a post from a well-known minimalist, and that is Colin Wright, who moves to a new country every few months and only has like 50 possessions or something crazy like that. It's pretty awesome. But before I get into his post, tomorrow I'm giving away a book by The Minimalist to a random person on my email list. So if you want a chance to win that, plus hear from me once a week and get free Excel spreadsheets and more, come by oldpodcast.com and you can join there. Another way to join really quickly is to text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222 and you'll be entered automatically. But you got to join by today if you want a chance to win the book. And that's it for now. Let's hear from Colin and start optimizing your life. The Spiky Geographic Nature of Success by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com Comical Goals When I was a wee lad, I was certain I'd be the next Todd McFarlane. I was going to be a comic book creator of such prestige and influence that I'd end up with movie deals for the worlds I'd envision and illustrate, along with action figures that the children of the world would beg their parents for. I'd be edgy and maintain a standard of excellence not found in the comic book industry at the time. The Art of Success That dream lasted until I discovered the worlds of fine art and journalism. Both captured my imagination around the same time, and I had plans, huge plans, to be a big-time journalist in the tradition of Woodward and Bernstein, uncovering big stories and informing the public. On the side, I would create striking and clever editorial cartoons that would bring the big issues to the public in a manner they could understand. In my remaining free time, I'd paint contemporary works of art that would capture the popular imagination and excite the connoisseur, maybe opening my own gallery in Soho with an interior that would be as glorious as the works on the wall. Designing a successful life. Then I went to college and discovered design, a term I knew, of course, but I always figured it was just laying out ads for newspapers. Honestly, it wasn't terribly clear to me where art ended and design began. Once I learned the difference, my journalistic and fine art endeavors took a back seat as I threw myself into my newly discovered passion, intending to be the next Sagmeister or a contemporary Milton Glaser, upsetting the status quo, experimenting as a methodology, and pushing myself ruthlessly to develop a unique style and approach. At this point, the dream was to open up an uber-awesome studio in New York that would be known for innovation and high-quality work. I would take on projects large and small, from the most niche gig poster to wall graphics for newly renovated skyscrapers. My only condition to take on a project would be creative freedom and the potential end result of the work. The Harsh Reality This vision of my future lasted until I moved to Los Angeles and started working for a boutique studio right after I graduated from college. I had so many ideas of how things could be run, how things should operate and could be done better. But for a studio with overhead, salaries to pay, doors to keep open, bureaucracy to navigate, the people in charge generally have to be very selective in what projects are taken. But the criteria is not quality, it's monetary. You go after the low-hanging fruit the projects that can be knocked out with templates or done by cheap third parties, or you can't compete. 
This isn't an absolute, of course, as there are many really great studios out there that do amazingly high-quality work consistently. The trouble is that most studios operate this way, and if you are one of the idealistic few who demand quality in everything you make for a client, you'll likely have a hard time competing with the bargain basement prices of your competitors. C'est la vie. The business of success. Fortunately, during my college design frenzy, I racked up a whole lot of business experience when I started two companies and made a whole lot of mistakes and a few ridiculously excellent successes. I decided to get the bitter taste of the real world of the design business out of my mouth by starting up my own studio. And after a whole lot of work, I had, on a very small scale, the kind of studio I was lusting after for so long. But the funny thing about success is that once you've achieved it, there are always new horizons. After a few years in L.A. with a successful and very rapidly growing business, I had a terrible realization. I was starting to plateau, slowly but surely. The Geography of Success I wasn't at the top at this point, and I'm still not, but after a series of very interesting and tempting opportunities came my way, I could see the top. And I panicked. There's nothing else beyond it. It was the end of the earth, and once I got up there, I'd be stuck. I would have to be certain to buy a comfy chair because I wouldn't be going anywhere. So rather than risk losing my sanity to boredom, I set my sights across international borders at the most difficult thing I could possibly think of, throwing myself into new situations daily, where sink or swim is a constant reality and miniature victories and defeats would have me tiptoeing the line between success and failure every moment of every day. A nice change of landscape. Is this an extreme solution? Of course, but it's the only way I could think of to solve the horizon problem of success. That is, the fact that even the most fantastic ambition can be achieved, and when someone reaches the highest peak they can imagine, they can either plateau or jump headfirst off the ridge. I chose to move to a new geographic region completely, one in which there are an infinite number of mountains to scale and many of them are connected. I can reach the top of a mountain every day if I like, but there will always be a higher peak off in the distance to conquer, and I wouldn't have it any other way. You just listened to the post titled The Spiky Geographic Nature of Success by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com old. Once again, if you want a chance to win the book, Minimalism, Live a Meaningful Life by the Minimalists, you'll need to be a part of my weekly newsletter by midnight before June 1st. You can join for free at oldpodcast.com or another way is to text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222 and hopefully you'll win the book. And I'll keep this ending minimalist for you and I'll be back tomorrow with a brand new author for Wellness Wednesday. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.
Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.